yeah, I think it was, uh, I think it's about seven years ago when it first happened and it's happened every year since. He upset a lot of people. Some people were angry, furious. What was he thinking? But some people said, wow, it's about time a change was needed. Some people didn't have a clue, didn't recognise the significance. They didn't even have an opinion. Ten days after he was elected, Pope Francis did something radical, changed tradition. Instead of washing the feet of 12 priests at the Monday Thursday Mass, he went to a detention centre just on the outskirts of Rome and he washed and kissed the feet of 12 prisoners, including two women and a Muslim. But I wonder, how did they feel? Were they asking questions? Why me? Why was I chosen? Did they even have a say in the matter? I wonder how they felt. Jesus carries out an act of service that was normally completed by slaves. Be brothers in service, not in ambition, but in service. The line had been redrawn. 2,000 years ago, Jesus modelled for us the ultimate act of love, compassion, humility, when he washed his disciples' feet. You see, in Jesus' day, washing of feet was a normal thing to do when somebody came to your home. They wore sandals, the road and the ground was dirty and dusty. And so when people came to your home, it was an act of hospitality to have their feet washed. But it was always the slaves, the servants of the house, who would have washed the people's feet as they came in. So you can imagine the disciples are at dinner with Jesus and Jesus kneels down on the ground and begins to wash their feet. And so you can understand, knowing that, why the disciples were so confused, so embarrassed that their teacher, their leader, their Lord, was taking the position of a slave in their day, washing their feet. In that instant, Jesus turned the world upside down. In his action, he produces this clear message that says to his disciples that these structures in society that govern who is in, who is out, who's top, who's bottom, are not to exist among his followers. Jesus took the position of the person in their society who had the least standing, a slave, and within that took an act of the least amount of dignity, washing somebody's feet. And in doing so, he said to his disciples, sent a clear message that we are all equal, that none is better than the other. What I love about this passage is that it shows us that God understands how our societies run. God knows that. God sees the brokenness in the society back then and the society today. That means that some people are held up in high esteem and some are considered unworthy or unvaluable. Jesus saw that. God knows that. God knew that then and God knows that about our society. He sees that brokenness and he challenges us to flip it. He challenges us to redraw the lines. 
And this message is written all throughout the Bible. We see it loads in Jesus' Beatitudes in Matthew 5. And we read it in Isaiah that we had in our Bible reading earlier. In that passage, God says to the people of Israel, the fasting I require of you is not that you don't eat food, but the fasting I require is that you dismantle oppression, that you loosen the chains of oppression, that you dismantle injustice, that you share your food with those who are hungry, you share your homes with those who are homeless. That is the fasting that I require of you. And what I love the most about that passage is just a little bit later when it says, then your wounds will be quickly healed. And in the original Hebrew, that, that phrase, your wounds will be quickly healed, um, is used to refer to scar tissue forming back over. But it's also used lots of times in the Bible to refer to walls, great big walls that are crumbling, being rebuilt, being restored. And this message was not for us as individuals. This message was not to individual people in Israel. It was to the whole community. When you um, dismantle injustice, when you loosen the chains that hold people down, the whole community will be restored, will be rebuilt. The walls will be rebuilt. And what I love is that the passage doesn't say, do this, loosen the chains of oppression, so you will be restored. It says then. It's a promise. It is God's promise to Israel, to that community then and to communities ever since, saying when you do this, when you care for one another, when you see each other as um, equal and when you love each other in action, then your communities will be restored Jesus showed us that he is a God who loves unconditionally, who loves without strings attached, who loves without boundaries, who loves without a line. His act of washing his disciples' feet is just a glimpse at the greater act of love, service and humility that is yet to come when he died on the cross. Jesus' act of washing his disciples' feet is a question for all of us. Where do you draw the line? For who do you draw the line? Why do you draw the line? It is a challenge for us to love one another without boundaries, without strings attached, without lines, to, to show one another that we are all equal, to show one another that no one and nothing is beneath us. And that, that is the kingdom of God. Thanks, Lana. Think back to, uh, to my story about the Pope, um, where I said he redrew the line. So I wonder, what would our communities, what would our schools look like? What would our homes look like? What would this place of Shoebury Ness look like if we redrew that line? What if we took that line and we included everyone and we turned it into a circle where everyone was included? 